0: So continuing this afternoon with compassion practice and just a reminder that really uh, metta, karuna, mudita, and upeka, or loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity are all just different flavors of love. There's not this, what? could be perceived distinction between these being different activities. It really is just the flavor that you pick up to both find the way into the heart as well as support the heart's extension. So that may be helpful as a way of holding it. Quote from Sharon Salzberg, the Buddha said, faith is the beginning of all good things. No matter what we encounter in life, it is faith that enables us to try again, to trust again, to love again. Even in times of (laughs) immense suffering, it is faith that enables us to relate to the present moment in such a way that we can go on. We can move forward instead of becoming lost in resignation or despair. Faith links our present day experience, whether wonderful or terrible, to the underlying pulse of life itself. We all have the absolute right to reach out without holding back toward what we care about more than anything. Whether we describe the recipient as God, or a profound sense of indestructible love, or the dream of a kinder world, it is the act of offering our hearts in faith that something in us transforms. And what may have been merely a remote abstraction, flames into life. Compassion is to be developed in the following way. Filling one's mind with compassion, one pervades the world with it. First in one direction, then in a second direction, then in a third and a fourth, and then above, below and all around. So even though Bhante spoke yesterday a little bit about the um, lapse in meaning in terms of translating karuna as compassion and really being able to access the nuances of the compassionate heart. Being a member of this Western culture as such that I am looked up the word compassion in the dictionary, this is what it says. A feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. A sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. Some synonyms which may help you access the energetic of compassion, the quivering of the heart empathy, grace, kindness, humanity, tenderness, soft heartedness, humanness, yearning, heart. The Buddha says, I teach one thing and one thing only, that is suffering and the end of suffering. As we're beginning to understand, compassion is not just a feeling, it is a response to pain that is rooted in wisdom. It is a commitment to alleviating suffering and the cause of suffering in all its forms. Larry Yang, one of my teachers over the course of the development of my practice says, be compassionate to where you are. This is the process of the heart stretching beyond old patterns of defensiveness and reactivity. A reminder so it can support you in your discernment as you cultivate this energetic, that Noli spoke to when she gave her talk on compassion. Just a reminder that the near enemy of compassion is pity. And pity is this energetic of feeling superior to or in control of one's life and feeling that the other person's suffering is because they lack control. That's pity. The far enemy of compassion is cruelty. Whereas anger and hatred is the wishing of suffering on someone, cruelty has the added component of the enjoyment of other people's suffering. We cultivate compassion for the suffering of all the cries of the world, for the blameless, for those who cause suffering, for ourselves, for those we love, for times of adversity, and to have compassion without boundaries. It is also said that the Buddha said, your worst enemy cannot harm you as much as your own unguarded thoughts. I think this is a significant piece to underscore here by Pema Chodron. Compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It is a relationship between equals. Only when we know our own darkness well can we be present with the darkness of others. Compassion becomes real when we recognize our shared humanity. So some of the ways we can engage in compassion practice, ways to invoke compassion in our heart and like with metta, if you're not really feeling it, then you can engage the practice with the intention, with the intention of remembering that this practice of metta, this practice of compassion is an incremental practice and that the phrases are just the guides, the signposts to leading you in, to leading you to the heart. It is the heart place that creates the conditions for freedom to emerge. This Brahmavihara practice and the power of these resting places is the soil from which understanding of the knowing of non separation grows. The practice of the Brahmaviharas is the wellspring practice that nourishes and enriches the mindfulness practice. And it requires the same non judging, non grasping, non rejecting leaning into the present moment. The practice of the Brahma Viharas builds the foundation of understanding that then lays out the conditions for calmness, clarity of mind and heart and wisdom. The Buddha, it is said, described the spiritual path that leads to freedom as the liberation of the heart, which is love. And he taught a systematic, integrated path that moves the heart out of isolating contraction and into true connection, which is what we are engaged with having spent some time grounding in metta, now moving to compassion, and over the coming days engaging. Mudita and Upeka. He taught to abandon the unskillful which brings harm and suffering and cultivate the skillful as this brings benefit and happiness. Abandoning or putting down or letting go or letting it be these unskillful states and habits that cause suffering will not happen will not happen if generated by desire to get rid of this state or to have it be another way. Nor can it happen out of fear or anger. Abandoning the unskillful is not accomplished by angrily pushing or shoving away our habits of separation as we cultivate our hearts and minds to incline towards awareness, clear seeing, understanding, and wisdom revealed to us with vision and acumen, the wise way of the road to journey, to journey on through this precious human life. So I know we've been using phrases quite a bit, and that's, a classic and uh, uh, historical way to engage the Brahma viharas the use of words and phrases. I'm gonna offer a couple of other ways that you can generate and and, uh, engage with this practice. It might be that it's not about words at all for you and that you can access a memory that comes a memory that comes of a time that you felt compassion towards another or yourself, then generating the sense of that energetic within the heart, mind, body. If there's no specific or particular memory, you can use your creative imagination and access or bring forward Uh, an imaginating energetic of a sense of compassion in the body heart mind and then there may not be a mind or cognitive memory but there may be a body memory a body memory that you can connect to and engage with to help cultivate and generate that energetic And lastly, bringing to mind a compassionate leader, the Dalai Lama, Nelson Mandela, Father Boyle, Martin Luther King, someone in your family or your community, and borrow some of the energetic that that radiates off of these compassionate leaders to help generate that energetic within your heart, body, mind. You can focus on sensations in the heart area. Connect with bodily sensations and emotions that may be arising or present. During the course of the practice, if the mind wanders, you can return to the phrases, you can return to the memory, whatever it is that you're engaged with to support you in the practice. We're in this process of strengthening the wholesome connection to the pre-verbal emotive parts of the mind-body-heart. If you are using phrases, remember after saying each phrase to pause for a few moments without words and try to sense the reverberations of compassion in your body your heart, and your mind. So I'm going to, um, for those of you that find the phrases helpful, offer two sets of phrases and I'll come back to them so you don't have to try to remember them. But I'm going to just give them to you so you can see how they resonate for you. And we're going to start with ourselves, so I'll use I. May I be free from fear and danger. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I find peace and healing. I'll read them one more time for now. May I be free from fear and danger. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I find peace and healing. I'm going to give you another set as a choice. And also you all knowing at this point that you can use the words and phrases that most support your practice. May I find stillness in the midst of change. May I find peace in the midst of struggle. May I find softness in the midst of resistance. May I rest in compassion. Reading those again. May I find stillness in the midst of change. May I find peace in the midst of struggle. May I find softness in the midst of resistance. May I rest in compassion. And lastly, before we move into, or continuing to move into the practice, if during the time that we're working with this compassion practice today or on your own and you find yourself moving into states of fear, despair, sorrow, Find yourself moving away from the trembling heart that is compassion. A first skillful response is to understand and know that this is natural. It's actually the work of the heart. It's actually part of the clearing and the spaciousness and the groundedness of heart that is coming forward. At that point, you can breathe softly, use the anchor of your breath, or sound, or body, but anchor yourself in the present moment, whatever that looks like for you. Then you can lean into the sense of oneness with all beings that underlie this experience of being human and reach beneath the fear or rejection of pain, which is most often at the root of separation and a closed and protected heart rejoice in the sense of oneness. So I'm going to read the phrases again and then I'll be quiet for a bit. and we're going to begin with ourselves. So may I May I be free from fear and danger. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I find peace and healing. May I be free from fear and danger. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I find peace and healing. May I be free from fear and danger. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I find peace and healing. Please continue on with those phrases if that's where you resonate. And I'll offer the second set as an option. May I find stillness in the midst of change? May I find peace in the midst of struggle? May I find softness in the midst of resistance. May I rest in compassion. May I find stillness in the midst of change. May I find peace in the midst of struggle. May I find softness in the midst of resistance. May I rest in compassion. Continuing on at your own pace. And truly your own pace if you find at some point that you organically and naturally move into one of the other categories of persons Follow that intuition. and feeling free if you like to continue sending compassion to yourself whether it be by virtue of the phrases the memory or the imagination no matter feel free to continue in that manner If you'd like to move to the next person or being bringing to mind a neutral person may you be free from fear and danger May you be free from pain and sorrow. May you find peace and healing. Neutral person. May you find stillness in the midst of change. May you find peace in the midst of struggle, may you find softness in the midst of resistance, may you rest in compassion. And again, allowing yourself to do the practice the way that supports your practice. May mean staying with yourself. It May mean continuing to work with a neutral person. But if it feels right, if it feels appropriate, can now move to identify someone Someone that has great physical or emotional distress or suffering and it'd be best if it was a real person not a conglomerate of persons or all beings but an actual individual who is suffering physically, mentally, emotionally Sending them compassion, whether it be, again, with the verses, or just this infusing the energetic of that compassionate heart. And sending sending that energy to the north, the south, the east, and the west above and below holding this person in the middle of all that. May you be free from fear and danger. May you be free from pain and sorrow. May you find peace and healing. If you're working with the other set of phrases, may you find stillness in the midst of change. May you find peace in the midst of struggle. May you find softness in the midst of resistance. May you rest in compassion. And for now, completing the cycle and moving back if you've put down or continuing if you've been working with yourself for the whole period, returning to offering compassion to this courageous, courageous one sitting in the seat courageous one that bought themselves here. And you're welcome to remain with any of the other categories that we've worked with. May I be free from fear and danger. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I find peace and healing. May I find stillness in the midst of change. May I find peace in the midst of struggle. May I find Softness in the midst of resistance. May I rest in compassion. As we move through the rest of the day and the days to come, engaging with this particular flavor of love, this compassion. I just wanna leave you this afternoon with a guided meditation, engaging the benefactors and metta so as I guide through this visualization, feel free, if it doesn't align or resonate for you, to continue with compassion practice or to engage metta practice. But I find this particular guided meditation very supportive and very grounding, and it really holds me and brings my crew forward. And in the coming days and times, it's good to have a crew that supports you. We're going to be bringing in people who are called benefactors. It doesn't have to be people, it can be beings. Benefactors of love. This is A receptive mode rather than an extending mode. A benefactor, a being who expresses or shows kindness, love, care, interest in you. Could be pets, children, the postman, the woman at the corner store. Could be someone you don't know, but who inspires you. Not perfect people. Perhaps they don't show up like this all the time. But when you think of this person or these beings, your heart warms. Calling on this gift of our own mind Grounded in your seat. Begin by calling in from your past, your childhood or when you were young, some being who was caring, someone who showed the quality of love, an animal, a couple of people. Recall the feeling how good it felt to be near them. Taking a few minutes to receive the goodness this being brought you. If having difficulty, that's okay, just being with that feeling for a few moments. Breathing, letting your heart be touched in any way. Receiving and breathing, allowing the image to come, Trusting whatever is arising. Don't have to go searching. Whatever memory is coming with. Trusting. Can also be tree, river, sky, air, sun. And we're going to begin to create a circle of our benefactors. So let this one be there now and begin to bring in somebody from your ordinary life, your life now. Someone who has shown this goodwill, this caring, a loved one, a pet, an object or a place. something that is familiar to you. Visualize their smiling face or their warmth, the caring. Receive the feeling, the warmth that may be arising in the heart. Feel the loving support, breathing. Envision them sending you a wish for your deepest well-being and happiness. Then begin to invite another benefactor in and one by one bring in people or beings who care about you, who show this quality of love and care and friendship. Let them be around you, maybe even above you, bringing them into the circle and surround yourself with loving kindness. Receive the gift of care they are sending your way that is coming towards you, the goodness and the kindness. Let the benefactors in whoever wants to come in who has been kind and you want them there. No matter what you think you deserve just let it in the warmth of their loving kindness. Receive this into your whole being like absorbing the warmth of the sun breathing And when you feel ready, if you haven't already, invite in your spiritual benefactors, your mentors, your teachers, people that embody a great goodness in a way that has influenced you. Other holy beings who have inspired you. They can be living or not. Sacred beings. Buddha. Jesus. Quan Yin. Jemaya. Oshun. Gaia. White Buffalo Woman. Or other deities. You don't have to have a personal relationship with these beings. Perhaps someone you know from stories or writings. Bring them into your circle now and receive the blessing of their wish for you. Gently receiving the wish they radiate. Open to this goodness that is all around you. Feel the warmth of their presence. And when you feel ready, I invite you to join them in their wish for you by appreciating yourself, feeling the warmth of your own goodness, breathe and soften. You may want to mentally repeat the wish for yourself. May I know the deepest well-being. May I be happy and joyful. Confirm the words, connect with their meaning. May I receive this wish, may I be happy. And when you feel ready, extend your appreciation back to your benefactors, extending to them a wish for their happiness and well-being in whatever way feels right to you, whether it is going to each one and wishing them well or taking in your circle. May each one of you be happy and peaceful May you know the deepest well-being and happiness. See if you can feel now the circle of love, of giving and receiving, extending and welcoming, feeling what is here, whatever is here for you, opening with loving-kindness as well as you can. For these last few minutes of the meditation, right now, let it all go. Drop the words and the visualizations and the images without attempting to hold on to anything or get rid of anything. Just let go of the practice. Let go without any frame of reference for your experience right now. Let yourself be. Let yourself be where you might feel a luminous wholeness beyond the separation of self and other. Just let go into this experience now. Be at ease and at rest in the loving support that's here. So I'm not going to take questions. I want you all to marinate in that energy. But I do have a poem for you. It's called Love 2.0. Tech support. Yes, ma'am, how can I help you? Customer. Well, after much consideration, I've decided to install love. Can you guide me through this process? (laughs) Tech support. Yes, I can help you. Are you ready to proceed? Customer. Well, I'm not very technical, but I think I'm ready. What do I do first? Tech support. The first step is to open your heart. Have you located your heart, (laughs) ma'am? Customer. Yes, but there are several other programs running now. Is it okay to install love while they are running? (laughs) Tech support. What programs are running, ma'am? Customer. Let's see. uh, I have past hurt, low self-esteem, grudge, and resentment running right now. (laughs) Tech support. No problem. Love will gradually erase past hurt from your current operating system. It may remain in your permanent memory, but it will no longer disrupt other programs. Love will eventually override low self-esteem with a module of its own called high self-esteem. However, you have to completely turn off grudge and resentment. Those programs prevent love from being properly installed. Can you turn those off, ma'am? Customer, I don't know how to turn them off. Can you tell me how? Tech support with pleasure. Go to your start menu and invoke forgiveness. Do this as many times as necessary until grudge and resentment have completely erased. Customer. Okay, done. Love has started installing itself. Is that normal? Tech support. Yes, but remember that you have only the base program. You need to begin connecting to other hearts in order to get the upgrades. Customer, oops, I have an error message already. It says, error program not run on external components. What should I do? Tech support, don't worry, ma'am. It means that love program is set up to run on internal hearts, but has not yet been run on your heart. In non-technical terms, it means you have to love yourself before you can love others. Customer, So what should I do? Tech support. Can you pull down self-acceptance? Then click on the following. Forgive self, realize your worth, acknowledge your limitations. Customer. Okay, done. Tech support. Now copy them to the my heart directory. The system will overwrite any conflicting files and begin patching faulty programming. Also, you need to delete verbose self-criticism from all the directories (laughs) and empty your recycle bin to make sure it's completely gone and never comes back. (laughs) Customer, got it. Hey, my heart is filling up with new files. Smile is playing on my monitor and peace and contentment are copying themselves all over my heart. Is this normal? Tech support, sometimes. For others, it takes a while, but eventually, everything gets downloaded at the proper time. So love is installed and running. One more thing before we hang up. Love is freeware. Be sure to give it and its various modules to everyone you meet. They will, in turn, share it with others and return some cool modules back to you. Customer. I promise to do just that. Oh, thank you for your practice and choosing to come in this afternoon. Um, and just in case people didn't happen to notice it, at 4.15, we're having an all-Sanga meeting in here. And um, it's actually a requirement that you come. We want everybody to come to this 415 meeting this afternoon. So we'll see you then. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.